This is the Jewel City Church Podcast, and this time we're doing something a little bit different. We're joining Unite Youth for their eight-week series, New Year, New Habits. So gear up with your Bibles as we set out to develop better disciplines in following the Lord. So um, while they're passing those out, I'll just give a little, well, a little recap. So we have been in a series called New Year, New Habits. And so each week we have been learning about a new spiritual discipline or habit that we can do in our lives and it will cultivate a deeper relationship with God. And so, so far we've talked about studying the word, we've talked about going deeper with the word, we've talked about um, different tools and resources and things that we can use. And um, I'm just gonna grab two of these. So the last week that we were all together, well, last week, oh, that was sad, that's okay. We'll just kick it to the side. Just kick it to the side. I'll get it later. Okay, so the last week that we were really together two weeks ago, so last week we just did small groups. And then, uh, so last week we just did small groups, but the week before that we talked about prayer. And so, does anybody remember what prayer is? It's the first note on your Thing. It is a what with God. Conversation, that is correct, Delaney. And so that is our, our first note for today, that prayer is a conversation with God. And that's what we talked about, right? That it's not some formula, it's not an exact thing. We looked at the Lord's prayer and looked at different things that Jesus said in his prayer, um, kind of how we can pray and, and learning in that, and that prayer is a learning process. But also, like any other conversation, prayer is two-sided. And so prayer is talking to and hearing from God. So if I'm in a conversation with Mercy over here and Mercy has something that she wants to tell me, but I'm just talking and blabbing the whole time, Mercy's never gonna be able to tell me the thing she has to tell me, right? And so it's kind of the same with God. Sometimes, you know, we talk, it's good to talk to God. We should all be talking to God, but we also, it's important to listen to him and to what he has to say. And so, I'm talking to Mercy, I'm just talking, 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 and if I keep talking, I can't listen. And so part of listening is silence. And so that's kind of what we're gonna talk about first. And so in order to listen, we need to be quiet. Okay, so Ecclesiastes 3.7 puts it this way, that there's a time to keep silent and that there's a time to speak. And so what does this mean? Well, it means exactly what it says, that there is a time for us to talk, there's a time for us to be quiet, that um, there are these two different times. And there have been several instances in my life, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but there have been several instances in my life where I've put my foot in my mouth because I spoke when I should have probably stayed quiet. And so the thing about quietness in terms of our spiritual life in terms of spiritual discipline is that it's not necessarily just this, like sitting in the corner, being quiet. It can kind of look like that, which we're gonna get into, but it's also more of a way of life. And it's kind of like we've been talking about all of these disciplines, right? That they are a lifestyle. So it's a lifestyle of being in the word, meditating on the word throughout the day, day and night, that Thessalonians tells us that we are to be in prayer constantly. So it's this like continuous thing that is going on through our life. And so by saying that this quietness, this silence is a lifestyle, 
Um, I also want to clarify that I'm not saying, you know, when you think about like the monks, if you guys know anything about like monks, they take like a vow of silence and they might be silent for like 40 days or for the whole lives they take this vow of silence. That's not what we're talking about. Um, but what I am saying is that wherever we go, whatever situation we may face, uh, whatever's going on in our lives, that we have this inner stillness, inner peace, inner quiet, inner attentiveness to God that is not dependent on our surroundings. And so Richard Foster, which again, I've been reading this book called Celebration of Discipline in preparing for these messages. And so Richard Foster puts it this way. He says, solitude is more of a state of mind and heart, which, quick pause, is solitude, he equates this to the silence, to the quietness, and so in this case, they're synonymous. So solitude is more a state of mind and heart than a place. In the midst of noise and confusion, we are settled into a deep inner silence. Whether alone or with people, we always carry with us a portable sanctuary of heart. So what does that word sanctuary mean? Do you guys, what do you guys think about when you think of the word sanctuary? McKenna. Animals. So an animal sanctuary. So what is an animal sanctuary? What is it doing? It's protecting the animal, right? Delaney, what were you going to say? It's a safe place. And so um, it is this safe place with God. And, you know, we even call our, the place where we go Sunday mornings, we call that a sanctuary, right? That it's a place where we're coming to meet with God. It is a safe place. And so we always carry with us this portable sanctuary of heart, which I think is just a beautiful way um, to say this. And in scripture, it's put this way. In Psalm 46, 10 through 11, it says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so fortress, what do you guys think about when you think about a fortress? It's a place that protects you, right? I think I kind of think about war like it's a fortress. You know, you have big walls. You're keeping the enemy out. Um, it's a safe place. And so uh, be still, so stop fighting, stop striving, stop uh, all of these things. Sit and dwell in the quietness and the stillness of God's presence. That's what he is commanding this group. This group is at war. There's a lot of things going on, and he's saying, stop fighting, stop striving, rest. Stop the frantic activity and rest in my presence. And so um, this verse comes from, when you look at all of Psalm 46, it comes from a long passage that talks about um, that proclaims the power and security of God, which again goes to illustrate why can we be still? Why can we stop the franticness? Why can we stop the striving? Why can we stop all these things? It's because God is good. He's God Almighty who is our fortress. He's our sanctuary because he is God. And that's what this verse says. says be still and know that I am God. And this is who God is. And so trust in God and stillness okay, this deep inner silence, go hand in hand. Because when we trust him and when we put our trust in him, we can have this inner stillness, this inner peace, um, this inner quiet. And so by cultivating, uh, by cultivating an inner quietness, an inner stillness, we can open our ears and our heart to hear God's still small whisper. And I referenced um, 1 Kings First Kings 19, 13 through 
11 through 13. And this is the passage where it talks about, you know, he's not in the storm. He's not in these things. He's not in all of this, but he's in the still, small whisper. That is where his voice is. And so it is this inner quietness, this inner stillness that um, when we cultivate it, opens our ears and hearts to hear God's still, small whisper. Um, and so, again, it's in the quiet that we hear that. And in your small groups today, uh, we talked about, so that's kind of one of the reasons that we did small groups a little differently was to lead up to this. So we talked about uh, John 10, 3 through 5, and John 10, 25 through 30, which inform us that Jesus is the good shepherd and that we are his sheep and that as his sheep, we know his voice and follow him. And so we are to hear his voice. We recognize his voice as believers. Um, that, that's what we are to do and that he is over us. He is protecting us, kind of going back to that sanctuary, uh, that fortress. He protects us. We talked about how he is the barrier between us and the enemy, us and the rest of the world, us and the predators that try to get into this sheep pen. And so the sheep hear his voice and they follow him. And the sheep won't be led astray by a stranger. And so in your small groups, we talked about, you might have gotten to this point, you might have not, but who exactly is a stranger? Who does that symbolize? Or what is that analogy like in these verses when it says that my sheep will not be led astray by a stranger? What did you guys say in your small groups? McKenna. Won't be led astray by the world. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody got anything else you want to share? Well, one thing my group said was the enemy. So the enemy himself, right? That Satan, that the world, that these things won't lead us astray, that false prophets, that false truth, you know, people who are claiming that this is the truth, that we won't be led astray by these things because we will know his voice, we will recognize his voice, and we won't be just swayed and blown with the wind of where it goes, but that we will know his voice, we will know his truth. And so, um, and today there's a lot of voices in our head, right? Like there's a lot of things trying to grab our attention. There's a lot of things that are speaking to us. And I think when we think about the world, like McKenna said, like the world can lead us astray. That encompasses a lot of things. That there's all these voices, all of these things that are trying to tell us this is what you need to do or that's what you need to do. And it gets really overwhelming sometimes, doesn't it? Especially you think about like social media. Like it's like every other day if you like scroll through, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I saw this one video that kind of encompassed all of like there's different people telling you you can't eat certain foods. So it's like one person's like, you shouldn't drink water. Water is the worst thing in the world for you. And then there's another one that's like, lettuce. You can't eat lettuce. We don't know what kind of poison is in lettuce. And then it's like, but it's all like the super natural, like you need water to live. Like it's like all these crazy things. But if you believed everything that was spoken to you, you really wouldn't be, you would be frozen because you'd be like, I don't even know what to do because everyone's telling me something different. And so being able to quiet, you know, we're talking about quiet, the silence, being able to quiet those voices and listen to the one that matters. And so um, there is, you know, when we are trained up in being quiet and when our ears and our hearts are fixated on God, we will not wander from the safety of our sheep pen. Um, and when we, are fully, when we fully trust him, we will sit in the stillness of his presence, listening for his voice to call us. And so we need to be learned and we need to be trained um, to hear his voice 
and we need to equip ourselves to do so. And we see in uh, 1 Samuel 3, we actually see this process kind of happen, which if you were at church in the sanctuary a few weeks ago, this was one of the, um, this is also one of the stories that uh, I used in the message that I shared, and so this story might be familiar to you, but this is about Samuel and the first time he heard um, the voice of God. And so it says, now the boy Samuel. So context, Samuel's just a boy at this point. He's little, his mom had prayed and prayed and prayed for him because she couldn't have a, a child. And she said, Lord, if you give me a child, I'll give him to your service. And she was faithful to do that. So she gave him to the service of Eli, the priest at the time. Um, and so he is ministering, this first verse says, now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And so He's doing his ministry. He's learning from Eli at this time. And then it says, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At, this, at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had began, begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am, and ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I didn't call, lie back down again. And so Samuel went and laid down again. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And so the Lord called Samuel again for the third time, and he rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called for me. And then Eli perceived that it was the Lord calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And so Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at all the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. And then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And then God goes on to continue to talk about um, what to tell Samuel what he's going to do in Israel. And we're not going to get into all of that right now. But Samuel had to learn to recognize God's voice. And so Samuel, again, had been training under Eli the priest, and so he knew of the things of God. He knew, um, he knew who God was. He knew who he was serving. He knew all of these things. He'd been studied up. He'd been probably prayed up. He had, you know, all of these things, but he did not yet recognize the voice of God because he had not yet heard the voice of God. And so... Um, and that's exactly what it says in verse 7, right? It says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And so he didn't yet know like, what to listen for or what to expect, or he didn't know um, the voice of God. And so uh, like Samuel, who faithfully served God, listening takes practice, right? And so what are some of the things that we can learn from Samuel? Well, the first thing is that and these are just a few. There's probably more things. But we must learn to recognize the voice of God. It is so important that we learn to recognize his voice, that we learn to recognize his calling, that when he speaks, um, we would be ready for what he speaks to us. And then like Samuel, learning to recognize the voice of God may take patience, practice, time, and wise counsel. So Samuel, when he heard the voice of God, 
you know, Eli was the one to say, hey, like this is God. And so sometimes when you're listening for God's voice, um, going to wise counsel to say, hey, like this thing is happening and you can kind of uh, bounce that off of them and talk about it and talk about how to hear the voice of God. And if you're hearing the voice of God, that you would have wise people to go to. And then the last thing is that we should eagerly and readily respond. Because as soon as uh, Samuel recognized it as the Lord's voice, he was ready. He was all in. He was there. He was like, speak for your servant listens. And he was ready to hear and to do whatever the Lord asked next. And so that we too would be a people that we would practice listening for God's voice. But then when God speaks, that we would be ready to to take on whatever he's calling us to or to listen to whatever he's saying. And so um, just a quick example, which some of the leaders probably know this because I've just been, I've talked about it all week. But how many of you guys were at the late night Friday night? Can I get a woo? How many of you guys had a great time at the late night? Can I get a woo-woo? All right, awesome. It's kind of a lame woo-woo, but that's okay. Can I get a woo-woo? That was still really lame, guys. Uh, Clearly it wasn't that great, (laughs) because... But anyway, so if you guys know me, which at this point most of you probably do, and I'm a planner, I need a plan, I like a schedule, I'm a little crazy when it comes to my plans and my schedules. I have plans and schedules for everything. Have Lorelai makes fun of me sometimes because I have like three different calendars in my room or in my office. And so definitely a scheduler, a planner. And so when it came to this late night, of course you guys were all invited, but we also extended the invitation. We're like all sixth grade through 12th graders. So in reality, I had no idea how many people were going to show up to this thing. So I'm like, how do you plan food for an unlimited amount of people? And how do you plan a schedule? Because like, when you're thinking about space in the, in the bus, Henderson, you're like, okay, there can only be so many people in each area or playing each game. How is this going to work? Da, 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 da. And you know, I just kind of start spiraling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to make a plan. I got to order food. I got to do all these things. And I don't want to waste money. And all of these things. Um, and... I, uh, of course, I spiraled before I prayed because I'm just being really honest with you guys. And then I was like, okay, Lord, this is your event. Like, we want to do this for you. We want you to receive all the glory. You're going to have to tell me what to do. What is going on? What do you want um, this to be? And the more I was praying about it through the week, the number that kept coming to my head, and I think even when I was spiraling, the number that kept kept coming to my head was 100. I was like, I don't know, that's a lot of people to plan for. Do we really think there's going to be 100? I was hoping for it and praying for it and expectantly, but the number that kept coming to my head was 100. And so I didn't know if it was the Lord or if it was just me because I was like, 100 is an even number. I don't know. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I really think that this, like, this number is from you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to faithfully prepare for this number. And then you're going to have to do the work and get the people there. And I was like, I don't know if this is you, but I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do. And so I stepped forward in that because even me in 27, who's been a Christian since I was like six, I'm still practicing hearing the Lord's voice. And it's a lifelong thing. But I was like, Lord, I'm going to be faithful in this. I think it's you, and I'm going to do it. And then we had like 80 people come, 80 people that came, and it ended up being like the perfect number of all of the things. And I was like, Lord, you are so good. Why did I doubt? And I don't know if in that moment I was doubting him as much as I was doubting my own ability to hear his voice. Because I think sometimes that's like, that's the thing. It's like, Lord, is this really you? Am I really hearing you? Or am I making this up on my own? But that we would faithfully 
step into that. Like practicing looks like that sometimes. It might be messy. We could have had 30 people show up, but I would have been like, okay, Lord, I'm trying to hear your voice and I'm trying to faithfully obey what I think you're putting on my heart. And so that's what practicing uh, hearing his voice might look like. And so just some final thoughts on, on this. And so how God speaks. So God speaks through his word. And so he'll speak to you through what you read in scripture. Um, he will speak to you through people around us that sometimes people will speak a word to you. And it's just like the Lord is giving you that word. I've had that happen quite a few times in my life. Um, he'll talk to us through creation, which I know that people are God's creation. And so I was like, I feel like this is a double whammy. But what I meant by this is I think he'll speak to us through things happening in the world around us. Uh, something I know I've told you guys multiple times is oftentimes I think the Lord speaks to me through analogies. Like I'll see something like in nature and I'm like, man, isn't that just like God? Isn't this just great? And so, um, or through my dog, which my dog is God's creation too. <laughs> and so my dog will do something like, man, that just speaks volumes about the Lord and how much he loves us. And so um, he speaks to us through creation. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit might lay something on our heart or on our mind. Um, and he speaks to us through that still small voice. And so he can speak to us through all of these things. Um, and I think sometimes like when we're listening to God, sometimes there's just like a scripture that I just can't get out of my head. And I'm like, man, scripture just keeps coming to my mind. And that's the Lord. He's speaking to me or you or us through his word. Um, he can speak to us through so many things. I'm not even saying this is the full complete list. These are just the things I thought of and like as I was reading scripture that I see. Um, but I'm not even saying this is the full list, but this is just a list. And the other thing um, I want to encourage you all in is how God speaks to you might look different than how he speaks to someone else. Because this is something I struggled with for a really long time because I was expecting God to audibly speak to me. I was like, okay, God, I have this question or whatever, like I wanna hear your voice. I will tell you, I've never audibly heard the voice of God. Um, and I think I just thought that's, you know, for a long time I thought that was how he was gonna speak to me or that's how he spoke to people. Um, but I realized like, again, I'm not saying this is the only way God speaks to me, but like God so often speaks to me through analogies. It's like something happens and then I see where it like aligns with scripture. And that's something that some people like, God doesn't speak to them in that way. It took me a long time to recognize like God speaks to us differently. He's like, we're each made so uniquely and so individually, how our brains work, how we think through things, how we process, how the things that relate to us, the things that we love, the things that we desire. And God knows that. So God speaks to us differently. It's like, how many of you guys have a group of friends? Do you speak to every friend in that group the exact same way? Or do you speak to your group of friends the same way you speak to your family or your youth friends the same way you might speak to your basketball friends? Or we speak to people differently and God speaks to us and he speaks to our hearts in a way that is perfectly tailored to each of us. Um, and the last thing, which is the most important thing, and if you walk away with nothing else tonight, which I hope you walk away with many things tonight, but if you walk away with nothing else tonight, this is what you need to know. What God speaks to you will never, ever, never in a million years, ever, 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 never, in case you didn't get it the first time, never, go against his written word. And so everything you hear from God, you need to test it um, against the word of God. And what does it mean to test it? It means if God tells you something crazy, if you think God is telling you something crazy, you need to go to scripture and you say, is this 
sound? Does this align with scripture? Is this true? And so again, going kind of back to my example about this week, the thing about 100, I'm like, there's nothing you can really test in scripture. Like, it's just a number. But like, if it's something like you feel like God is speaking to you about sin or about truth or about some of these biblical foundations, you need to go back and you need to test it against the word of God. Because again, he will never speak anything. If somebody brings you something, if I bring you, if I say, hey Delaney, I think the Lord is speaking this to you. You better take that and you better check it against the word of God. If I'm giving you guys a message, I'm giving you a message right now, take everything I just said today, tonight, and test it against the word of God and be like, "Mm, Hannah said that God speaks through his word which is true, but you know, like check that against God's word. So don't even take everything I say. Don't take everything Pastor Micah or Danielle or Tara or Christy or Vern or David or Kylie or Pastor Robert. Anything anyone says to you speaks to you. Everything should be tested against God's word. And so, so when God speaks, it will what? It will, okay, a little louder. It will, it will, it will. Go against God's word. All right, awesome. Thank you. All right, so uh, so practical application this week. This week, um, in your devotions, if you're following along, if you're doing them, and it kind of say, even if you are like, man, this is a lot, like, just do, I, I want you to do them all, but just also, like, it's better to do one than to do none. Just being in the word is so important, and so... Once again, not creating the devotions for my own benefit. I just want you guys to be equipped to read God's word, to pray, to listen to him, to all these things. And so I encourage you guys to really um, try to do those devotions. But for the practical application this week, um, what you guys are going to be doing is there's like a little section um, in the devotion. And it says, basically, like, you're going to take some time to listen to God in your like devotion time. And so my advice to you all is turn off all the noise, like even music, like worship music is fantastic and like love it. But like when you're really trying to listen to God, you want to shut out the noise and just sit. We talked about silence, right? And quietness. So sitting in the quietness um, and expecting um, God to speak. And then the next thing is don't be discouraged if like hearing him or, or if that time doesn't produce the result that you expect. Because it's just like me. It's like I would be like, wait, I'm like, Lord, I'm ready for your audible voice. And it didn't happen. And so don't be disappointed or discouraged if nothing happens during that time that you're practicing um, listening to God's voice. And then the next thing is start small. So in your devotion, I said, set aside, start with two minutes. Like set, you can even set a timer. I know that sounds like really rigid and like maybe not spiritual, but honestly, like you have to start somewhere and I encourage you to start small. So start or set a timer for like two minutes and just sit in the quiet and just try to like think on the Lord and just try to also just quiet, you know, like think on the Lord, but like quiet your mind. But honestly, just try to quiet your mind, focus on him. And then <laughs> the last one, <laughs> so, so we never, 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 he never goes against his word, and we're going to always, always, always uh, test what is spoken against God's word, and so never, 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 and always, 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 and they say the same thing, so always test whatever is spoken um, against the word of God, and so, and don't discredit, um, again, just don't be discouraged if it's like not what you expect or not what you're thinking, because again, it looks different for everybody, and again, like we learn to recognize his voice. And the really cool thing is, 
So it talked about how this quietness, this um, silence kind of thing, it, it's a lifestyle, that it's something that you take with you everywhere you go. And the more we, like, this is a very, again, this is a very practical application where it's starting in your devotion time, but then it's going to carry throughout your entire day. So as you, again, begin to quiet yourself and you begin to learn that rhythm and that discipline, you're also going to be, like, actively listening to God, because if you remember what I said at the beginning, is a stillness, it's an active attentiveness to God, like it's an inner quietness, an active and an active um, attentiveness to God. And so you're going to be ready, like, you could be at basketball practice. I'm sorry, I keep saying basketball because basketball is always on my mind. <laughs> um, but you'll be at a basketball practice and like just, you know, the Lord might stir something up in your heart, might bring a scripture to your mind, might, you know, speak something. So it's being ready for all the moments of every day, um, all the time, and being ready and attentive to his voice. So that is all. Uh, I have for tonight, and uh, yeah, this message probably could have been like seven different messages you could have, we could have dug into every scripture, so we're just really scratching the surface with some of these, so I encourage you all to, to dig deeper, dig deeper into you know, stories where we see people listening to God and hearing from him and God speaking, but I'm going to cl- uh, close this in prayer, and then I have one announcement to make. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, that you do speak to us. You speak to us through so many different means, and God, that you love us. God, that you've called us out of that grave, Lord. You've called us out of death and into life, and that we can come to, from death to life because of your, your resurrection, Lord. I just pray, God, um, that we would come to know your voice. We would come to recognize us recognize it, God. You would grow us in our ability to hear you. You would uh, grow us in our ability to remain uh, quiet, that there is a time to speak, that there is a time to be quiet, Lord, that there would just be this inner peace, this inner stillness that would just be in each and every student, God, and that they would actively be attentive to you and your word, God. God, I pray that this week as they dive into reading more of John, and Lord, as they practice continue to practice prayer and continue to practice listening or start practicing listening, God, that you would speak to them, God, that you would show up in their bedrooms, in their living rooms, at their kitchen tables, God, wherever they are meeting with you, God, that you would show up and you would speak to their hearts, Lord. God, and we just thank you for that. We are so grateful um, that prayer is a conversation with you, that we're not, it's not one-sided, that we're not just throwing words up to the ceiling, God, but that you care enough about us to speak to us, that you care us as our good shepherd um, to call us out by name. Lord, we love you and we praise you. God, I pray that this week would be good. I pray that, um, God, that your presence would just uh, be in everyone's day, everyone's lives as they just go about their everyday routines, God. They would see you show up in even the small things. And Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 